This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as someone who has done more than 300 of these friggin' podcasts. This is our 300th podcast here at Recode Decode. But in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network to celebrate this august event. Today in the red chair, we have two returning fan favorites, my older son, Louis Swisher, and Silicon Valley editor of The Verge, Casey Newton. Both my children. No, they're not. Um, they appeared together a bunch of times on my old podcast, Too Embarrassed to Ask with Lauren Good. And today we're going to talk about tech trends, social media, and what the young peoples are using these days, which would be Casey. Louie and Casey, welcome to the show. Nice to be here. And I just wanted to congratulate you, Kara, on a huge year for Recode. You know, having Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and me and Louie all in one I year. Know, what, I a know. Huge, what a huge What a huge year you've yeah, had. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really... We're, we're, we're kind of the top tier. But, uh, yeah, I know you are. I know. You actually are compared. Actually, Elon's pretty good. Um, it would be funny to see you and all and Elon discussing yeah. things. Um, we, we'll talk about him, too. We'll talk about... There's a lot of things we have to talk about. And Louie made the plea to me that he doesn't want to do what the young peoples are, are thinking kind of thing because he does not represent all the young... Correct? Is that correct? I mean, you just asked me about it before, and I feel like I can talk about other things, too. Okay, okay, because you're growing as a man. Okay, but so Casey will handle the juvenile teenage. Yeah, yes. Casey can be our resident teen. Exactly. Teen. All teen questions. Of, questions. Please direct questions. them my way. So we have a lot of stuff to go over. Um, I, I do have to start with a big story this year, which is Facebook and the, the mess at Facebook. And I just love to get both of your insights on what's going on. I know, Lou, you don't use Facebook, but you use Instagram, um, and I don't know if you use WhatsApp or whatever, uh, but the, there's a whole lot of mess around Facebook. So, Casey, thoughts? You have a you have an amazing name your name your newsletter, which yeah. is fantastic. Uh, well, thank you. So I write a daily newsletter about social networks and democracy. It's called The Interface. You can find it at theverge.com slash interface. And in the newsletter, which I send out every day of the week, we sort of go over what happened uh, uh, with these big social networks, particularly as it relates to what governments are doing about them as they're trying to understand them and and maybe eventually regulate them. But, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, Facebook has had a really, really tough year. And when I talk to folks there, you know, these days, there's kind of a sense of, um, uh, I, I think, some real worrying about what is coming down the pike for them. I think mm-hmm. they realize they've lost a lot of trust with their users and they are trying People to think internally. through how they're going to wing it back. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Do they have any sense of responsibility? Yes, I think they do. I think they also feel unfairly targeted yeah, sometimes. They, are, they, they feel like they're scapegoats. Yeah. Um, and I think one problem is that Facebook is so big and it's so consequential and it has so many effects on so many different things that when you're talking about Facebook, you have to make sure both people are talking about the same thing, right? Because mm-hmm. Facebook might be responsible for one thing and it actually might not be responsible for something else. But really kind of nailing that down is difficult just mm-hmm. because it's such an enormous company. I'm interested in their victimization. It's exhausting to me. Like it was such <laughs> right. a different response to the Google people versus the Facebook people right. just recently. And they're, I call them docile. They're just docile cultists, cult right. members. Well, right. here's something I want to talk to you about okay. because I actually disagreed with one of your columns recently. Did you? And I wanted to talk about it. So You're um, out. Yeah, I know. This You're is my out. last appearance on the podcast. <laughs> so um, the most recent Facebook scandal mm-hmm. that your listeners have probably heard of is what I've been calling the definer scandal, which yeah. is they hired a public relations firm right. to target George Soros mm-hmm. uh, in ways that among a lot others. of critics have – among others. In ways that critics, a lot of people have said – Facebook. Yeah. yeah um, t- t- target critics in ways that some people have said were really anti-Semitic. And, right. You know, and, and this uh, led to many uh, you know, uh, angry op-eds. And, and 
something that people said in the wake of that was, you know, let's really focus on Sheryl Sandberg's mm-hmm. role here. Right. Um, uh, and, you know, people have written, you know, many times about Mark Zuckerberg's role in this, but Sheryl Sandberg sort of runs the policy and mm-hmm. communications shop. And so some yeah. people have said, you know, it's time for her to really get out in front of this and explain herself. And you wrote a column in which you said, uh, or at least the way I read it was like, people need to stop focusing on Sheryl Sandberg. Because, no, you know, I said she was much to blame, and I okay. said it three times. I actually yeah. did it three times, which people, I, she can't say she's sorry enough. I, right. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. My point was that Elliot Schrage, who was actually in charge and most likely hired these, it's an Elliot yeah. special to yeah. me that that <laughs> right. whatever was going on. And if you know Elliot, you know this was his doing. Yeah. Um, and he came out like a loyal member that fell on his sword. I'm like, he created the situation that he should do that. Right. And so that was what was interesting to me. And then nobody's mentioned Chris Cox, who runs, what is his? He's the head of product. Head of product. Then nobody has mentioned Shrep, who's lovely. Nobody's mentioned the CLO. This, any of right. them. None of them get met. Dan Rose. All these people who all had hands in this stuff. They just don't mention her. I get that she's sort of the high-profile person, but he gets let off like he's some geek, like I said, lost in the woods. And right. they get no mention. And she get the words around her, you know, are... She's a she's a Cruella Deville. Like that's all I'm saying. I, that's what right. I was talking and about. And you're right. And look, let's face it. Like a lot of the criticism that Sheryl Sandberg gets is really gendered, and I think <laughs> we should be really sensitive to that. And I think it's it's really easy for people to uh, talk about her in a misogynist way. At the same time, I she felt like— She deserves responsibility. And also I felt like the scrutiny that she's faced over this has lasted for about five minutes. And mm-hmm. I just think that the chief operating officer of a big company can yes. take it. I also think we should talk about what role Chris Cox may have played. And Mark. Or, yeah, I, Mark, yeah, Mark controls everything. Yeah. That's my only thing. The, the other day, Cheryl was compared to Jeff Skilling at Enron. <laughs> Jeff Skilling was the CEO. Like, <laughs> right. stop. Like, <laughs> right. come on. Like, yeah. make it—like, Mark should be compared to Jeff Skilling, but they right. don't do that. Like, yeah. it's, that's all I'm saying is that he owns— all the companies, he controls the stock, he's the CEO, he's the founder, he obviously controls huge sway over all kinds of his. For him to go, oh, I don't know, it's just that's how they do it. Like he's some yeah. geek who's lost. Louis, I want to turn to you. Do you care at all about Facebook whatsoever? Uh, no, and I know none of this. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. This, is, this is the first I'm hearing of any of okay, this. Okay, all right, all right. So you don't care. It doesn't affect you because you're not using it anyway. Do you, no. has, have you changed your mind on any aspect of Facebook? You've never used it. No, I still it. don't use it. Why? Well, tell us like, what, the, what is the main way that you stay in touch with people that you care about. I, I mean, I said this before, like on Snapchat and text and stuff. Yeah, but I've kind of like recently just been like reducing my Snapchat consumption. Like I spent a – I went um, – we went on a trip for uh, Thanksgiving and I was without internet for a week. And then I just realized over the trip like I don't really need any of this like social media stuff. You can get too caught up in it. And so I've been like reducing my Snapchat. And why? Since then. why? Because I, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> like, Meaning? Sending pictures of your face back and forth. Like sure, but like – yeah, but you I, were doing that forever. Like, I was doing that forever, and then like you know, I had an epiphany. I yeah, guess. in Cuba. <laughs> in Cuba, an epiphany in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but what, what do you mean stupid? You think you'll stop using it, or what do you? I mean, I don't think I'm going to stop using it. Like, there's still like great ways. I think like the group chats and stuff. I like that a lot, and like how like, getting not together. all the data is saved, and like it's not like I don't know. Text feels more formal in a sense, and Snapchat's more informal. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that aspect, but like just the whole like you know st- like obsession with streaks and other stuff like that. Like I'm. Not really. I, I, I thought it was, like, stupid for a while, but I was still doing it. And mm-hmm. now, like, you know. So what will you use? I have use? the excuse what not to use? do it anymore. What, I mean, just talking to people. I oh, guess, that. In person. Oh. Yeah, that, oh. that old thing. That old thing. We used to do that. Phone, yeah. phone. Do you, you talk to people on the phone, though, a lot, right? I, mean, I FaceTime a lot, but um, I also like, you know, just talking to people in person instead of just, like, you know, sending pictures of your face back and forth, being like, oh, man, I snatched at this person, but, like, nervous to talk to them in person it, it, I think you just take it's better to take the first step and just talk to them and establish like an in-person relation and so you're the analog generation essentially I don't know what do that means do your friends it means in person oh okay I, no no we're definitely not I, mean, yeah. I think there's I think we should have a push to initiate that and right, try right. To, like, what do your friends that. think though what do they do I, I, don't, I don't think they really care they don't care they're just using the Snapchat <clears throat> they're just using it's, it's up to the individual I think but none of you use, use Facebook in your school no, That's no very nobody common. uses Facebook nobody uses Facebook but you all use Instagram still I mean, yeah, but I think Instagram is a very, like, I've heard this a lot before. It's like a very perfected, projected form of yourself that you want other people to think. What did you call it to me? You had a great term. I don't remember. A museum. Oh, yeah, I guess. It's a museum of, like, images of what you wish you looked like or what you want people to think you look like. And I think that's, in a way, kind of silly. Or it's very silly, actually. It's kind of stupid. And um, I think people just need to, like, you know, stop caring about it less because everybody has, like, the same anxieties and stuff over that. And if we all realize that, like, and I, that's kind of like what I realized that, like, we are all like anxious and stuff, like, what our Snapchats look like, what our Instagrams look like. And once you, once everybody realizes that, we'll realize the stupidity in it. And yeah. I think we'll probably get back to like what the apps were intended to be at their truest form. 
I have I have a hot take about okay, social media. Take. Yeah. Okay. So in hot 2019, take. I think 2019 <laughs> is the return of the group chat. If you talk to people about the kind of social interactions mm-hmm. they actually like, mm-hmm. it's group text, whether it's oh, on iMessage, whether it's on your Snapchat, talking to a small group of friends, you know exactly who's there. Mm-hmm. You can share your in-jokes. You don't have to pose for people. You can just be dumb. Mm-hmm. There's none of this pressure. If you use an app like Snapchat, all of those chats can just disappear. They're not going to haunt you forever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just use iMessage and it's end-to-end encrypted and you, you feel like you're probably going to be fine. But I think increasingly, more and more people are just going to want to group chat and not worry about the rest of everything that social media has to offer. What do you think, Mr. Swisher? I agree with that. Yeah. And you use that just to talk with friends, right? Just because you I mean, I honestly, I find myself, I, I find myself talking. you're on that phone a lot. Right, but not as much as Alex. No, that's true. Our, our 13-year-old now has suddenly started texting. He's texting, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. That was cool. That's cool. It's like, I mean, yay, yeah. he has friends. He actually added thing. me to his group chat recently. Really? He wasn't really a fan of being in a group chat with a bunch of 13-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to leave on several occasions, but they Wait, kept what? adding me back. What are 13-year-olds talking about in group chats right now? Hey, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Most of the words are, like, not words. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a lot of emojis, right? Oh, no, no. It's just like, I, I, I don't even know. It's a bunch of slang terms. That slang terms that I don't even get. I'm, I'm starting to feel like the older generation now. <laughs> like, I don't understand what these terms mean. <laughs> Was there a Emojis or not? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Not that many. They like, keep putting you back on the group chat? Yeah, and I keep trying to leave, and I actually, I mean... They, they, they need, you need it, to it, just drop in there It's what you get when you have a 13-year-old cool. brother. Yeah, I know, but you need to get in there and be cool older brother, and then leave. I like, am the cool older brother. I know, yeah. but say some, hey dudes, like something like that. I think I think me trying to leave the chat. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think you should stay in the chat, but only say like, hey kids, don't do drugs, you know, just <laughs> a lot of positive messages. Exactly. Hey, do your homework, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like, did you finish your lab report? Yeah, there you go. 13-year-olds love that. they'll kick you out. No, they'll respect you for your authority. (laughs) No, they will not. We're not letting you near that. No dessert unless you've done your homework. (laughs) Um, So so get back to this group chat thing. So you think that this is how people – and also with video or what? With video? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I do think that there is going to be an opportunity like for an Instagram to create some of these – Features that Wait, does Instagram are, have group chats? I chat? hope they don't. So they do yeah. have group chats, and I think you're going to see them lean into that and do more kinds of things for smaller groups of people for mm-hmm. for your close friends. Like I, th- I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a big theme for them next year. Snapchat is, is already doing this, and I think it's been really successful for them. But why does Instagram need to do that? Because they, they can uh, copy and steal everything. Well, exactly. That's kind of like their whole platform. And everybody recognizes that. So I think yeah. Instagram should stop trying yeah. to copy all these other companies because people can see that they're copying it, and they don't want to use like those messaging platforms. Well, look, there's a strategic answer for that too, though, which is that on Facebook, it grew so big that eventually Facebook wasn't your friends. It was your parents. It was was people you saw once at a wedding. It was your ex. It was your boss. Mm -hmm. And so people stopped posting because you don't want to perform for your entire phone book. And as Instagram gets more popular, it's inheriting that exact problem from Facebook. Mm -hmm. So Instagram has to figure out a way to make it feel intimate again. And I think think you're going to see it in stories. You're going to see it in stories. The people will do group chats. Exactly. Just between and among each other. Exactly. But why can't people just use Snapchat and text for those platforms? Or to, to, to do Why to, like, can't to do Facebook stop its rapacious march into everybody else's business by stealing ideas? Casey? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Facebook In smarter is a, terms. Facebook yeah. <laughs> is paranoid and they're smart to be paranoid because okay. they know that every social app is a fad and this mm-hmm. will be true forever. And so in order to survive, they have to c- keep transforming time after time into what works right now because what works right now might not work in six months. Mm-hmm. And so if that means copying, they're going to copy because the alternative is death. Right. But, Louis, the copying is offensive to you. Or the co- or they could just, the alternative could be just staying genuine. And, then, and make something up themselves. Doing what people want, like keeping Instagram as what people think Instagram of. Like what, yeah. doing what they came to Instagram you to know do. The founder- Instead of like, I don't, I don't go to Instagram to like, actually I found myself, um, because I, when I was in Cuba, the Cuban government um, has blocked Snapchat. So when mm-hmm. I finally got Wi-Fi, I was able to talk to some of my friends, but not over Snapchat because oh. it's blocked. And so I ended up actually having to use Instagram as a Snapchat in a way and, you know, doing all this stuff like texting and sending pictures and stuff. And one of the texts my friend sent me is, it's so depressing that you have to use Instagram for this way. <laughs> so I don't think people are going to want to use Instagram that way if that's what, you know, just two casual teens are talking about. I think Instagram should just stick to what it is, a share a photo of sharing, like um, a photo sharing platform. You know the yeah. founders left. You, and you met Kevin. I found a picture of you when you were nine or ten years old meeting him. You were very thrilled to meet him at the time. Um, 
And although you were happier, I have another picture of you meeting Evan Williams, and you were uh, you were. Evan I, was, Spangle, I was a bit sorry. happier to meet him. You I were mean, very happy to meet. You were like, I think yeah. I just I was too young. I didn't really realize who Kevin was. Yes, but in any case, you you've talked to him a couple times. He left because he was not happy at, at Facebook and the direction Facebook was taking. And were you aware of this at all or not? Uh, I think you mentioned it to me. Yeah, once, I wrote a column in the New York Times. You might read sometime. It's maybe. kind of a cool thing. It's like the hot New York Times hired me to write a column. It would be nice if my son would read maybe one of the articles. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> In any case, Casey, what do you think? Maybe for your, for your birthday. It's okay, coming right. up, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Okay. What, Casey, what do you think of that? Of that? What that will happen? Because they, you know, Kevin was copying and he actually talked about it. He's like, we, they have great ideas. We take them. Yeah. I've I've sort of become more sympathetic to that idea, actually. Yeah, um, you seem to be. You're uh, like an apologist for their stealing. Well, sure. I, I think it would also be great if they they tried their own ideas, but what I will say is after they, they copied stories, which was very shameless, they did start to build their own feature set around it, and the way that they've always talked about it is, we think this is a format, and you know we don't think that any one company should have an exclusive license to it, no. so we're going to try to build our own set of features around it, and in a lot of ways, I think they improved on what Snapchat did. Um, and so, you know... Um, so they improved I don't know. on it's format. Just but why can't they come up with their own format for the first? Like, can, exactly. someone else can copy. Y- you're totally right. Like, they should. It's just in any business, it's very rare for a business to have a chain of innovations. Like, for the most part, they have is, one is or two good ideas Kevin's for gone? the entire lifetime is, is of the company. Is it going to hurt that Kevin's gone? I actually do think it's really going to hurt them. I think that and, now and Mike, Instagram. Not just Kevin. Kevin and Mike Krieger. Yeah. I think, Kevin, it, I think Sistrom and Mike like, Krieger. Like, I wrote a, uh, a piece um, called The End of Instagram as We Know It when they quit. And my point was. As of that day, Instagram became just another team at Facebook. Like, we should not think of Instagram as this totally separate thing. It is just a different front end for the Facebook advertising network. Right, and they're moving. Right, exactly. And that was the problem Kevin had that was happening. He couldn't hold it back. Yeah, although I will just put it out there. We still don't know what the final straw was for Kevin Systrom, and this is my white whale, and I'm desperate to know. The war meeting. The war meeting? The one where he was like, this is war, we're at a war, Mark. When he was, I, I wrote about it when I wrote that column. Though, when he had that meeting where he said, "Mark said this is war," like he was like in The Godfather or something, okay. and Kevin was like, "What the hell?" And he sidelined him there, and he got side, he got super sidelined there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know he's very tasteful, and I think he thought he has distaste for that. I would guess he would have distaste for the fat, bloated Facebook platform. Yeah, he's he's a really really sharp guy. Yeah, uh, and he's uh, was also very competitive, and and I think he he continued to see Instagram very much as his thing. Yeah, and then it kind of. Then they got dragged into the Russia thing. He didn't like that, and he thought that was distasteful. I could, you know, just we met at one point, and he he couldn't hide it. Like he knew where what he wanted to do, and they weren't going to let him do it because they owned it. I think that was it. You know, so I followed the Wall Street Journal when I was there. Oh, interesting. And And then you started your own thing, and it worked out great. It was sort of like. Like, I couldn't do this. People would be like, how's the journal? I'd be like, uh. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what it was. Anyway, um, Rupert Murdoch's an awful person. Shade at your ex. <laughs> yeah, shade. What did you do? I, no, I just said you, you're throwing shade at your ex. That's not my ex. Well, he just inserted himself, like, by buying the Wall Street Journal. Anyway, I had no control over that. Um, so, so, last, I want to finish this up on the idea of creating another social platform. People have mm. talked about that. Louis, would you want another? What If you had grow a social network or place where you could communicate with your friends that was from a green field. A lot of people are talking about why isn't there a social network that you pay for or a separate one with everyone being mad or t- upset with Facebook or bored with Facebook or any of the others. Why why not create one? Would you want something like that? What would it be like? I mean, I, I don't really think I'm a, the type of person to be asking that. I'm not really an entrepreneur in that aspect. Um, I think we just have to wait or wait for like the next like you know tech genius and their like well, yeah, but what would you want? What would you? Like I don't know. To- I think I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think um, it's up to like a lot of factors, like what the public opinion is, like what people feel there's a need, and like or in in social media, what there's lacking, and I don't know. I think just time will tell. That answer. I, 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 what about I, you, Casey? Well, so he, so here's something I'm looking forward to. So you may remember the social network uh, Vine, which mm-hmm. was started by Dom Hoffman and some others. Yeah, you used to wa- you used to watch them, yeah, but right? then it got bought out. Well, like, what do you mean? Like. I don't know, all the, like, the viners who were once, like, original artists. They're not artists, like, original. Creators. They call themselves creators mm-hmm. now. Um, and so, like, what they did was, like, they had these, like, funny platforms. And then they, then they got too serious about it. And they um You like started, the guy who'd slam his face in the door all the time. Who was that? There I, was, I have no clue who you're talking you about. You did. You showed right, it to me. All right. Let's put a pin okay. in that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you can take it away, Casey. So it, it, it sold to Twitter, and then Twitter mm-hmm. had no idea what to do with it and shut it down. Well, 
what we have found in the years since is people really, really miss Vine. And you go to YouTube and they're just compilations of old Vines and they have like 80 million views, right? And so Dom Hoffman has the idea of bringing back Vine and, Hmm. you know, with some tweaks. And so next year he's planning to relaunch uh, a version of Vine. Uh, He's calling it Byte. And uh, I'm very excited to see what the next version of Vine looks like. It's going to be an app, yeah. This is the founder. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but so will you watch these compilations? No. No, I don't think I will. I don't think I don't. I don't know. No, but you no, watch. But you the have comp- watched I watch the compilations. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to ever download Byte. Is what I'm saying. I don't know yeah. how well Byte. But why do you do, watch especially the with like apps like Musically and stuff that are just right. become a joke in themselves? Oh, um, we, yeah, we should talk about we'll Musically. Just, they're not music. They're not music. What is it called? TikTok. 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 All right, we'll talk about that in a minute when we get back. But why wha- you watch the compilations of Vines? Though. Right, because uh, I think it's you kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like. Like Disney taking their old classic movies and then revamping them to make some money. Right. Like, sure, they're going to be like, good. Like, I'm actually looking forward to The Lion King. It's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you can see, like, it's not going to be what it originally was. It's never going to have that charm that it originally had. I see. And you did so, like it. You did like it. You watched the lot. Yeah, of like Vine was really good at first, but then it got too old. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it like the the people. It just became. It, it just progressed into something that it wasn't originally. So that's and I guess all that's, social that's what made a lot of people yeah. like draw away from it. Yeah. Well. That, that that's an interesting. So, bite. When is it coming out? Uh, I believe like we're supposed to see a beta in the spring. In the spring, yeah. and th- he's doing it by himself, raising money from I others. Think he, yeah, he has some money, and the, yeah, I, I don't actually remember. And Twitter has put that money. by the wayside; so just gone. No, and like by the way, why didn't Twitter just build a six-second looping camera into their own app? Like they they didn't need to kill well, Vine. We that's another story. That. We're not going to because yeah. Louis doesn't. I'm kind of glad they did. Why yeah. kill Vine? Oh really? Okay, yeah. you like it because it was it lost the charm for it you. Lost the nostalgia, charm. nostalgia yeah. of one year. It was it was like I don't know like. I don't know. I the only I mean it's 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 like it was just kind of like becoming like, you know, an, try not to think of a bad analogy. Like all I can think of is kind of like an old sick horse and you know, you got to put it out of its misery. <laughs> but I don't want Peta coming after me. Okay, okay. All right, Peta, stay away from my son. You have to come through me first. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back in a minute with my son Louie. Swisher, horse hater, and Casey Newton. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking like Seabiscuit. It just got too old. Okay, you know? all right, okay, all right. And Casey Newton from The Verge. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. Okay, we're back with my son, Louis Swisher, and Casey Newton from The Verge. We were talking about a lot of things. We were just talking about Facebook, very interesting stuff around that Louis wants to kill a Vine, and Casey's talking about Bite. But one of the things you mentioned, Louis, was TikTok. And you don't like these musicallys, these TikToks. And I stuff. don't care for them. I don't know. I'm not, I never actually, I've never downloaded the app. I've never seen one that's not in, like, you know, a meme. So right. I think I, you might have to bring Alex in on this one. Okay. You're right. more of an expert. Right. Uh, I mean, as the official teen at the table, I'm happy right. to tell you about <laughs> okay, TikTok. Tell me, tell me, tell us. So TikTok is an app by a company called ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. Chinese company, yeah. And they let you film short short videos um, and you, there's a lot of lip syncing that takes place and mm-hmm. so people who get like bored at work or at school will just make these very funny lip sync videos and the app has become very popular mm-hmm. um, and it, uh, it, it was used very to be popular in China right? Very popular in China and then there was a similar app in the United States called Musical.ly uh, ByteDance bought Musical.ly integrated it into TikTok and now it's just called TikTok and it is probably like the fastest growing social network in America although it's not like enormous at this point um, but uh, you know the thing that just trips me up is it's like if an app is made by a Chinese company, like the Chinese government is going to have access to basically right. all of that data, right. right? And like, sure, if you're just making a lip sync video, that's okay. But you think about if this network grows, like that's going to be a lot in of your phone. It's gonna, in your phone, um, you know. And I'm, I'm not trying to like I'm make everyone paranoid, but I, it's a consideration, right? right. If, if you're going to use a social network and think about where that data is going to be stored and how it might be used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Louis, do you use TikTok at all? No. no, no, I never will. You don't do lip syncing videos when I'm uh, not watching you. <laughs> 
No. There, no, no, I don't. No, the other, don't. the other big criticism that uh, that TikTok gets is a, it, it really does court a teenage audience, like a young teenage audience, like a thirteen-year-old audience. Yeah. And so there have been a lot of creeps, like looking at like thirteen-year-old girls doing uh, lip sync videos. And right. there were a lot of criticisms about Musically that it didn't do a very good job, kind of policing that or, behavior. Yeah. Also, I think like all the promotional ads I've seen for TikTok are like including like young girls that are like. It's just doing it in an inappropriate way. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's it's disgusting. Really? They're just like promoting like these like, yeah, but like I, like these these young girls and they're using them in like their videos. And it, I don't I don't think that's okay. I don't know if the user consented to that or yeah. if anything about that. But it, yeah, it, it doesn't. I don't think it gives it a good a good look. Right. I love my yeah. feminist son. This is fantastic. But because it's just it's selling, they're trying. That's why they're doing. Well, it. I think they're just trying to appeal to a younger audience. But right. then you know, no, it's appealing to men. It's appealing to well, men. Well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's we should also say like I, I stand behind all my criticisms. The app can also be a lot of fun. It, it is like a really silly fun. And it, and Facebook took it seriously enough that they cloned it and they made an app called Lasso and they put it out. And uh, so that is now out there. So uh, la- what do you think of Lasso? Uh, you know, I don't think it's great. The guy who ran it quit about a week after it launched, which is never a good sign. No, um, I call these apps murder clones. It's mm-hmm. when like Facebook looks at your app and likes it and so makes one expressly to kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it doesn't uh, always work. They did it a mil- What did no. they do? They tried they, I mean, they, they've tried it a hundred times and it worked with stories and, uh, you know, maybe a handful of other things, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work. Um, right. I don't know. Lasso has not gotten a ton of traction in its never first month. I have never heard of Lasso. I've yeah. never heard of Lasso. <laughs> well, you gotta stay is, in touch with the teens, with, y'all. Is that with the Facebook dating The teens service? are not in touch no. with Lasso. <laughs> the teens are not in touch with Lasso. Yeah. Hasn't roped them in yet. Oh. Oh, good one. Thank you. Good one. Oh, there's horses are coming (laughs) riding through this podcast. So um, so one of the things you mentioned, Louis, is memes. That is one thing that that I think TikTok is using is being used very ironically. Like if Mm. you search TikTok videos on like YouTube and stuff, like you're not gonna get like, you know, genuine like best limps licks uh, lip sync videos. You're just gonna get like people making fun of those people. And like it it gets to a point where it is cyberbullying. Right. And like there's a point where it also points out the absurdity in like some right. of these people on TikTok. But you watch, look at a lot of memes online, right? Is that correct, or is that just your brother? I think that's more Alex. Like, yeah, he I, loves memes. I used to be. Like, I mean, so I what's know. happened with those? Where's the memes going? I don't know. I, I, it's really not. I think it's it's a it's a very it's an odd thing. It's like a very economic thing too. And I think honestly, like us talking about it kind of degrades it. So I don't <laughs> think we should talk about what it. What does that mean in economic? What is that supposed to I, mean? I, a couple of like a, the two adults and a teenager sitting in a podcast talking about memes degrades mm-hmm. memes. So I don't. I, I think I think for the integrity of them, we shouldn't speak of them. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, where, where do you see them? Are they sent mostly via text messages? I a lot. I see a lot of mine on Instagram, and a lot of them originally. A lot of them on Instagram are stolen from like yeah. places like 4chan and Reddit. Um, oh, okay. Do you use those? No, well, I, I downloaded Reddit for a little bit, and I thought it was funny, and like I saw some like funny stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't really my cup of tea. Why? I don't know. Just didn't click. Really? Know. You're not a neo-Nazi. That's good. Okay. Good. I don't think all people on Reddit are neo-Nazis. No, I know they're There's not. some like really good stuff on Reddit. Yeah. Reddit and yeah. Reddit does really Elon, interesting things. Yeah. Elon Musk or Elon Musk joined a or supposedly joined like a. A, a subreddit about memes recently, and that was like quite the discussion. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know why, but the, I, I just like I went on it, and they said that like, oh, Elon Musk is in here. Let's post Elon Musk memes until he comments back. <laughs> comments so back. What does that mean? Like he, like he replies. Responds to the oh, meme. he comments back. Oh, okay. So right. this is why we can't talk about well, comments. <laughs> comment. I think you said comments. I was no, like, oh no. no, is that like the pizza place? Yeah, comment is another thing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna make it come back bigger than ever. <laughs> So, but you, but Reddit. Go ahead. You were saying Reddit is. Well, I think it's really interesting. You know, one of the things Reddit does that I like is still owned by Condé. Is that right? Or they no? It's 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 a solo operation now. Uh, It's it's a it's a venture backed company. Yeah. Okay. And something they do is they have like kind of a floor of rules. So it's like you know you can't post like certain kinds of hate speech, but then any other subreddit can kind of raise that floor and and they can make their own restrictions based on their own community. So Mm -hmm. you know maybe if you have a knitting community, you can say, you know what, we're like, we're not going to talk about politics in here or something. Mm-hmm. And so you create these communities and everybody has their own rules and they can all c- right. get along better than right. if you're on a platform with 2.2 billion other people, all of whom have very different expectations for what kinds sure. of discussions should sure. be allowed. And they've also put the bad ones down. They've moved them. They haven't removed yeah. all of them. Not all of them, but, a, but many of them. Mm-hmm. Many but they've moved them. the worst ones and then they've moved the bad ones down or out of hard to yeah. find and things like that. I'll tell you the thing that made me most interested in Reddit recently is that my, my sister-in-law, who mm-hmm. is a young mother, recently abandoned uh, Facebook and Instagram and her social networks are now an iCloud photo stream where she shares photos of my nephews and she's on Reddit. And mm-hmm. she has a couple forums that she likes to go and read. She never posts, but she so reads those every day. Service. 
kisses. Yeah. Like the old chat. Well, yeah. So she, she, you know, she, she chats and then she just kind of browses forums basically. Mm -hmm. But like for her, that's, that is enough social networking. And I thought, well, gosh, if Reddit can get my sister-in-law, there Mm -hmm. there may be a lot more here than I've been giving it credit for. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What about Gab? Like these are these others. Gab, Lou, you may not know, this is where one of the people who, the man who shot up, uh, shot up the synagogue in Pittsburgh, um, and kill and murder all those people. Um, he was he was thrown off of Reddit, or there's he was he got to this site called Gab, which sounds like a teen girl site, and it's essentially a free speech site, and it's, which is essentially means it's a bunch of neo Nazis talking to each other, essentially. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a Twitter clone that uh, allows hate speech, basically, as the <laughs> shortest way to describe it. And um, yeah, it's. Um, there's a lot it's of pretty those. gross, yeah. But it's it's it has a very fraught existence. It lost after in the wake of that shooting, it lost its web hosting, mm-hmm. it lost its payment provider, um, and uh, you know it was a platform that got deep deplatformed. It, it currently has those things. But in the same vein, there's going to be a lot different platforms. They're going to start for the right wing people, for the left wing people. Do you right. see that? Uh, yeah, I, I do think that we are going to see some fragmentation, and I'm. Honestly, not sure it's a bad thing that we see more fragmented social networks. Like social networks that are smaller are much easier to control, and we we need more control. Too big. All right, Louis. um, When we're talking about the idea of of people saying whatever they want, you talked about this last night. The 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 you know starts with Trump at the top on Twitter and things like that. You don't pay attention to that, right? Do you pay attention? I I pay attention to politics. I actually find them very interesting. Right. What do you think of his use of Twitter? And then you say, but anyone can now say anything. Well, I think like with a lot of people. I think times like as times are going on and like people like Trump and um, people who fought, like speak like Trump are saying these like ridiculous like to an extent ridiculous like ridiculous things and they're having the ability to say them. I think we as a public become desensitized mm-hmm. uh, to these things. Like I was actually watching. I think maybe it probably was a Vox video. I think recently you love um, who? I, uh, I like uh, Strike Through and I like. Ezra's shows or whenever mm-hmm. he does a video. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, I'm a huge fan of Vox. I also like uh, the New York Times Retro Report. I think that's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but um, yeah, I think they did a video about how this type of language and how it circul- circulates around the, la- uh, the nation like desensitizes people and things we would once consider absurd for politicians to say are now just normal mm-hmm. and things we consider... So how does it you, impact you? Do you just ignore it? I think honestly like now like people are like, oh, Trump did this and I'm like, oh, whatever. Like yeah. I think... Maybe thirty. Like, if somebody said that to you when you're growing up, like, "Oh, Nixon did this." Like, you, you. I mean, when he did the things he did, like, if he said the things Trump was saying, that would be ridiculous. In I know those it's times. crazy, yeah. And so now, like, you know, Trump like promoting hate speech and like promoting all these other things that he does that are like, you know, not good. I guess in the, in the simplest terms, um, I guess are um, like it just sent it desensitizes us, us as a nation and mm. makes us like you know gradually become okay with the things he says or mm. just you know be like oh you know nothing's going to change him so yeah you know he retweeted me yesterday yeah I saw that it was it, Trump he, retweeted you no know, he didn't retweet her it was like an image it was like a, a, was a video, video of Hillary Clinton saying all black people are like but she wasn't she was it was not a good joke no but it was it was not she was meaning to she was she, she was, was joking on the joke that all black like the, the, the yeah like exactly the joke she was joking on a joke like, yeah but um, bad joke. it was not a good joke I don't oh. think. Well, she thought it was funny. Like the whole I didn't audience think it was laughed. Funny. I, what it was is you she laughed, was, and the whole audience. Yes, laughed. because she, she was making fun of the joke of the bad thing. It was. But what still, she, I don't what think I said, as a president, what I said is I was. Let me just get through this clearly. She, I said, I was talking about the idea of Michelle Obama saying, "When they go uh, low, we go high." Mm-hmm. But then, uh, and I said, Cory Booker said, "When they go low, we kick them in the shins." Like, mm-hmm. and I said, "Is that a change?" And what do you think of this? And she said, "Actually, that was Eric Holder." And I, I just thought it was Cory Booker because he's been super aggressive that way too mm-hmm. and so and I said oh I'm sorry I, I just I mix them up and she goes well they all look alike like as you know that's what I mean not, that, I but don't she was okay. she was kidding about the joke of the joke you know what I mean it was like was being there it was like that's not what she wasn't she wasn't meaning that in any way yeah. and so mm-hmm. I was like oh regardless if she meant it. that she shouldn't have said it I know because yeah. she's Hillary Clinton and whatever she, if she, she says always hello, says the wrong thing she no. always finds the right way to say the wrong thing <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, no, but she's like, you hear it. Like, she could say hello, and you'd be like, what in yeah. the world did that mean? Like, I'm just yeah. telling you. No, she's- no, I don't think that. I think Hillary, I think you as a Hillary supporter sometimes get caught up in it. And <laughs> no, you I do miss not. Out. You, 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 get, you, you don't pay attention I think to, she, to the again, somewhat absurd things she says sometimes. No, as with Sheryl Sandberg, she gets No, no, more she, I know. I, I'm not just saying that she doesn't. You're right. changing the topic. She right. definitely 
does have it like she definitely does receive a lot of like sexist input because yeah. she is a woman yeah. in that. Well, I think, she's also partially. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she's also Hillary. But you also have to remember she's also Hillary Clinton. She always says the wrong thing at the right okay. time. Okay, all right, okay, good. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We can get into that. a pol- We can have I our can own concede, politics podcast. Okay, we I can see that. But here's the day he retweeted it. He, there was a several different. So like videos. he tweeted a clip of it. There yeah. were a couple things like she's a racist with okay. the video in it, and and whatever the people are saying. Was, they left out a lot of context. They left out a lot of context. Right. And so he retweeted it twice. Ugh. And so, luckily, he didn't put my na- my Twitter handle. I would have been like dealing with the base all yeah. day long. But it was really it was interesting because I thought, oh no, I'm going to get inundated today and just trolled out my yin yang. And and someone was like, how do you how do you feel about? It? I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. What did he say today? Well, who did he insult today? Because he was also insulting uh, people in Mexico, the caravans. He insulted Mueller, Mueller's uh, everything. He was insulting everybody. And Louis, you're right. I didn't pay attention to the 20 insults he did. It was like Twitter vomit, mm-hmm. like having someone. You just kind of like you just get so caught up in it, you forget about all the stuff he's saying. And if you break down everything, you can point yeah. out the individual absurdity. I guess, Casey, but we don't, we don't do that. Yeah, it's a, we're in a real tricky spot with this guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I was thinking of doing a column like, what would happen if he couldn't be on Twitter? Twitter just cut him off. Somebody, he have no, where would he go? I mean, people say that, and here's what would happen: he okay. would post somewhere else, and someone where would write a bot that would screenshot it, and and that would immediately get posted to Twitter. And but so, it's not the same impact. I I think it's like ninety five percent of right, the I'm impact. I'm writing a column about this. Okay, go for just it. Think about it, because someone would bot him and put it somewhere else. Uh, yeah, it, it would just like it, somebody would automate the process of taking whatever he was saying everywhere and put it put that right on Twitter, and you know. What, like he he could use Facebook, and then if he got yeah, on Facebook, that, you would know, it work Facebook. It would He'd use Tumblr. I mean, like there's there's plenty of places to post on the internet. But you I don't can think post people rush. I don't think I think it's a very interesting question if they did that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't know. The guy's he was the, on the vacation guy's the for Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, phew. Like he didn't say it. Then he did. Then he went crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really striking how much he uses Twitter. Yeah, it yeah. is. Like there were twenty of them the other day. It was really yeah. interesting. So, but so you don't think that that talking about Louis' idea, like you don't you're anesthetized to this? Are you? Uh, I mean, so I don't do? I don't follow the president. The do? I, I don't I don't Not follow just him. him. He's just yeah. the best troll there is, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. What should Twitter do about? Yeah. What? Anything? Are they give me an update on uh, Twitter? Things? You know. Uh, Twitter has realized recently that the tweets that perform the best are the ones that tend to make us panicked and outraged. And so they're thinking about that. And I think they should because, you know, the more you look at Twitter, probably the more panicked or and or outraged you will become. Mm-hmm. And it's not a healthy way to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Twitter needs to figure out ways to make people feel better about themselves when they look at tweets. Um, you know, in addition to all of the kind of scary world news, there's also a lot of really funny stuff on Twitter. Um, there's also just a lot of like people being people and sports – Yes, I like stuff. it for that. Like, I, like, <clears throat> I like the memes, Louis. There's I like some the good memes. memes. Do you not use Twitter at all still? No. You should. <laughs> You'd like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> he just like threw off Jack Dorsey's whole life. <sighs> no. Yeah. Why would Although I there are high schools where Twitter is really popular. I know. It's actually yeah. really good for news, Louis. You would like it. Now, let me ask you a question. One of the things we were just discussing also was this idea of privacy. Like the, Twitter's all out there. You're all out there with Twitter. Your thoughts on the privacy issue. Like are you worried about that? I mean, Casey talked about the things in China. Um, you know, you want these separate kind of things by yourself. And you, you said several times ephemeral, ephemeral, ephemeral. Yeah, I think – Kind of like how we've all become desensitized to hate speech and other forms of talk that would be considered inappropriate. Um, we've, like, at least for me and the people around me, we've become desensitized to our privacy. And, like, I think, uh, you know, having two techie parents, it's like you guys are very concerned about your privacy and a lot of stuff like that. But growing up in a social media age where, you know, you're supposed to share, like, as much as you can or as much as you want to with your, you know, public social self on, like, like on the phone and stuff like that. I frankly don't really I don't really care about like I've grown to not really care about like you know I don't put stuff I, I will just not put private stuff on there or put like stuff mm-hmm. that I don't really want to share on there but um I think we've all just become a little less like caring about our privacy. Where do you think about it at all? What do you mean? Do you think about it like where your location is? Do you care about? No, it's like like uh, things like Snap Maps and stuff gradually make us like care less about our location because we right. just want to share it with our friends. But yeah. we're actually, just sharing it with Snapchat and all the people that they sell their data to. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of stuff like and also like just the you know backhanded back or backroom deals of like data usage and stuff that the public doesn't really know about. Like, maybe <coughs> we've heard of Are it. Are you but outraged we don't really know about by it. this? I mean, you, you know, you could think about it. Yeah, when you break it down, you're the you get product, outraged, really, But in case you're um. 
at the base level, I think people care a lot less about the privacy. Would you like to be paid for your location and your information? And you think you That'd should be nice? Paid? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I wouldn't have to get a summer job. Okay. <laughs> I just wander around and be social. You know, it's interesting about your location. That's how I found you at a party. You said you weren't at. That was great. Your uh, brother. No, that's me. not true. I just wasn't picking up my phone. No, I saw you on Snapnaps. That's how you did. Snapnaps. That, snap that just that just emphasizes your out of touchness. <laughs> I had your brother do it, and we found. We know what we did is you were shadowing, ghosting yourself. What is it not, called? Never mind. No. Go- no, 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 no. <laughs> You were ghosting you yourself. You don't need to dive into this. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we found your friends, and then we knew where you were. Except I wasn't hiding from you. I know, but I didn't know where you were. I just wasn't picking up my phone because I, I wasn't on it. I understand, but I was able to locate you, and I felt oh. very good about that. I was very proud in that moment. I was. I found it's it. It's a good Gen Z detective story. Are <laughs> yeah. You're Gen Z. That's right. So what do you think about privacy right now? And then so we'll I don't... I don't necessarily think of it in terms of privacy, but um, uh, the writer Ben Thompson has this idea of data refineries, and uh, and, and Google and Facebook he says are data refineries, and the basic idea is like they're oil companies. Exactly, and it's like you you give them your data, and then they turn it into this very valuable thing, and then they monetize it in various ways. And the point that a lot of people are making is like we don't really have a good sense of how much our our data is worth, right? Like we don't know how much it's worth after it goes through that refinery. Right. So. We're, all, we're recording this in Washington, D.C. I was on uh, Capitol Hill this week, and I was talking to— You were wearing to, a tie. I, I was wearing a tie. Everyone mm-hmm. was Very telling spiffy. me how, how great I look. Thank you. See, again, just everyone's weighing in on this. Uh, but anyway, uh, what, what congressional staffers were telling me was they want to get a better sense of how much that data is worth. And mm-hmm. and maybe if we had a better sense of how much—not not just how much these companies were, were making off us in the sense of, like, mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. revenue per user, but, yeah. like— to the extent of what are we giving away? Yeah, what is like Louis the lifetime value of that? Yeah, or whatever. Uh, right. I mean, don't make a face. I'm worth no, a buck fifty. You know. No, you're worth seventy. Like your years ago, Steve Case did this. He was saying we're making hundred and fifty dollars off of every user. This was a hundred years ago. Like okay. this is how much they, they monetize. So, and I put up my hand. I'm like, where's my seventy five dollars? And he's like, ah, sit down, Kara. And I was like, but really, where is it? Why don't I get part of it? Like there should be. If people could like trade, well, that's like sort of like selling your liver, I guess, right? Like, well, you know, so there there was a social network called Steam, <laughs> and they released. It was a social network, and they released crypto tokens. And the idea was that everyone who participated would sort of earn crypto money for participating. And if you had a really popular post, you get paid much more money and you know it was it was a worthwhile experiment they they announced this week that they're they're pretty much shutting down and it really didn't work out it can get ugly yeah and it's not a great business right all right when we get back we're going to talk about gadgets and things like that um we're here with louis swisher my son and casey newton not my son uh from the verge you wish he was oh i do in a lot of ways (laughs) support for this show comes from slack you're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Okay, we're here with Louis Swisher, the final section of our lovely 300th podcast of Kara Swisher's Recode Decode. Thank you very much. I agree. I deserve the kudos and much. Stop that. Stop it. Now you're making fun of me. You two are like really bad. A nice little golf clap for you. <laughs> What's a golf clap? <laughs> Just a really light. <laughs> I'd like a cheer. Like, <laughs> huzzah! <laughs> no, don't huzzah. All right. Don't huzzah. Anyway, I am fantastic. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Louis, you're fully aware you have the most fantastic mother ever. <laughs> Uh, I just want to underscore that too. That's how she wakes me up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fantastic. (laughs) I do. I do do that to your brother this morning. I go, you're welcome, mom. You're the best mom. And he's like, he rolled his eyes in a rather dramatic fashion at me. All right. I want to talk about gadgets. So you uh, and and games and things like that. You know, Louis, what gadgets are you? You have your like weird little speakers, right? What what do you mean? I mean, honestly, the only gadgets I'm using are my phone, my headphones, and my speakers. And like, you know, my like Xbox, but like, I used to on it like um like I feel like a, like five five or five or seven years ago there was like a kind of a gadget revolution and all these tech gadgets were coming out and then once they all came out people realized which ones they liked which ones were useful and they settled with like what they like to use and I feel like nowadays I have way less gadgets than I did then because also you're going to all these promotional things and you come on with all these free gadgets mm-hmm. and I try them out and show them off to my friends but um 
I think now, honestly, like my tech, not consumption, but like all my tech, my tech products are pretty simple in like a s- small amount. I think. Right, so just, you have the phone? Just computer, period. phone. Phone like, is, yeah, period. Phone, of course. Right. Um, computer, like for work and for school work and stuff. Um, uh, headphones and speaker and earbuds. And that, right. that's about it for my tech. Wait, what headphones are you using? And do, are they wireless? Uh, yes, I'm using the Beats Solo Wireless. All right. Please sponsor me. Um, <laughs> I'll call them. They're, they're a really good head, set of headphones. Why do you like them? Because you know, they're, they're not they're, too much. They're comfy. They're comfy. <laughs> like, yeah. So you use those completely. That's all you use. Nothing else. I just Yeah, I just pretty much use those in my earbuds. All right. If you had to give up your phone, your computer, or your game player, which one would you give up? Mm. I feel like probably like you know stack like, rank them. I feel like the like phone is definitely a top tier. Um, then computer. Actually, maybe. Mm. I think the computer is a lot more versatile. And I could like if I lost my phone or like you know I didn't have a phone. I feel like I could find a lot of ways to use my computer to replace it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you can text. Or I can text because it's but an you, Apple computer. Phone is the critical element. I think yeah, phone probably is pretty critical. Um, but I do. Like my computer a lot. I think I give up the Xbox, but I really do like the Xbox. All right, we're gonna talk that in a minute, Casey. Your thoughts on your gadgets and yeah, I'm, I'm also cool? pretty simple. And by the way, Louis has speakers. You have those. What speakers do you have? The X, the one with the across. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultra, ultra. No, it's Ultimate Ears. Uh, right. Ultimate Ears Boom too. You have several of them. I have one of them. Alex has one. Oh, of them. you're right. Okay, you steal it from him. It's okay. so like portable Bluetooth speaker thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also not a huge gadget head. I have the iPhone 10. Uh, this is the first year in five years that I didn't just go buy the new iPhone. I didn't the, either. It seemed like there's just no real benefit um, to upgrading. I need a new phone. I've had do. the same phone for two years. No, I know. We're it's getting, starting to break getting, down. We're getting it on Monday, but go ahead. Uh, I the My most recent gadget purchase that I do love is the new iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for the iPad that had Face ID. Um, I use it mostly as just like um, a kind of like TV, but I'll also like check my email and read tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that thing is fantastic. I have one. I haven't used it at all. Oh, really? I have yeah, to look, sit with oh, it. I have not even looked at an iPad. And I talked yeah. to so many people. They're like, I never use my iPad for anything, and I don't get it because it's, it's like the best thing for like watching like Netflix. Pen. Like yeah. on it, like take it on a. Plane. Why not on your computer? Um, well, I can't download episodes of anything to watch on my computer. So if I'm taking a long plane yeah, flight, on you, iTunes. Yeah, you're right. I could pay for it, but it's like you know, what if oh, I want right. to watch a season of Netflix shows? Like I take a long flight, uh, you know. Like on my way here, I was like planning on getting all this work done, and then United Wi-Fi just didn't work for the entire cross-country flight. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I had a bunch of episodes of a TV show download on Netflix, Which and one? I just watched Which on my show? iPad. Which um, it's called Shit's Creek. Um, which no. I'm not sure if we're allowed to say that. That's um, all right. You can but say it's it. created by Eugene Levy. No it also stars Catherine O'Hara. It oh, is wow. one of the funniest TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah. And they're coming to San Francisco in January. Is and I have a ups? ticket to see them. Is it what? Is it as an up Schitt's Creek? It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's, um. oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you use that. And then you use your phone, obviously. Yeah. Use my phone. Um. Yeah, and like I find I, myself not using my computer all day now. I do so much stuff on the phone. Really, hundred percent. Just writing. That's it. Yeah, I don't Just know. Writing. I put together my newsletter on the computer. The computer is yeah, still writing. super useful to me. Writing, writing. But you I know, the other thing kind I love. of like your job is like text, tweet, write. That's <laughs> kind of your job. So you could do most of that from your phone and yeah. chatting here and <laughs> oh, talking. I have a television show which you also don't watch, but nope. that's okay. You didn't. I had not, I, honestly, I've like <laughs> been like wondering why we still pay for cable. <laughs> anyway, There's why no do need. we? What? Why, why, why do we, we pay for cable? <laughs> well, I I don't know. Do you watch cable? No. But I didn't buy all the package this time in, in Washington. That is true. I didn't buy it. I just have the regular one because it's just— You yeah, just watch yeah. the news, but that's I watch about the news. it. Like, I watch cable news. And I, I stopped watching news a while ago. Yeah, you don't watch anything on TV. What do you watch on that TV of yours? I just— I Why did I buy you one? Because I like to play video games. Video games. All right, we're going to get to More that. More of a monitor minute. than a TV. It's a monitor. Honestly. That's exactly it. You know, years ago, Jason Kyler, who started Hulu, at a thing. I had a little event at Sundance, and I invited—this was when they just started— I invited him, Reed Hastings, who had just started Netflix, and the third person was Chad Hurley, who had just started YouTube. And we were in a basement, and it was full. But I was like, these guys are going to change everything. There was all the Hollywood people like, no, they're not. Like It was like they were so uninterested in them. I'm like, I have assembled. This is the future. And they were like, no. I remember I met the CEO of Netflix once at your conference. Yeah, and- I mean, uh, like the only thing I said to him was, "You need to put more programs on Netflix. It's quite boring." <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> and he did. And he did. And he, and he, he did. Now, he now massively great. in debt because of you. <laughs> yes, but he, he did. did. Yeah. Exactly. He did. You're right. It was too much. It was I mean, like I, you could, I, I think I might take credit for that inspiration. Okay, but, um, I will ask him because he's coming. <laughs> hopefully, coming back to code this year. Uh, you can ask him yourself if you're there. Um, so, uh, oh, actually, you're not going to be there. I know where you're going to be. Um, so, 
so let's get to games. Let's finish up talking with games. And so you, you're a big game player. I, I see love you. to play video games, yeah. I know you do. I see the glow, and there, there's no other lights on. Casey's yeah, really. Just like, I'm just in the yeah. kitchen cooking, and I'll yeah. look over, and like yeah. it's just a glow of the screen. Casey just staring at this TV yeah. with the concentration I've never seen before. And it's, it's, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's great. It, uh, it's a fun way to blow off steam. Also, like, video games now are great at telling stories, and I love stories, so yes. it's like a fun to play. Yes, definitely. But, okay, so tell me what you're like, and then Louis, tell me. So the game that I've been playing most recently is mm-hmm. just called Spider-Man, and it's exactly oh, what you think. You play Spider-Man, it's you swing fantastic. all around the world. It's amazing. Why? I love it so much. Why do you love it so much? Well, it sort of gives you the feeling of being Spider-Man because, like, anything in the world you can just sort of swing from. So you just sort of, like, sling your webs, and you, you fly all over the world, and then you run into bad guys, and you punch him in the mouth and then you tie him up with you don't kill him you're you're a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man friendly neighborhood Spider-Man okay so it is not as violent as it sounds okay so you just swing Alex has it it's a a really good game and it's just amazing it's like it's graphically it's beautiful it's really beautiful so what's the story behind it Uh, I mean the story is that um, Peter is working with a doctor who turns out to be Dr. Octopus spoiler Uh, alert so he's got to take care of that okay I see so interesting why do you like Louie I haven't really played it I just play like once or twice but it's, it's, it's a really beautiful Game and right. I, I wish I wish I could play it more, but Alex has the PS4 in his room. Okay, all right, okay. Which is what did you ask for that for Christmas? No, that was him. What did you ask? I for? am a steady Xbox fan. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I've just been using an Xbox and for a while. All my friends have Xboxes. Mm-hmm. And you talk to each other on them, right? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, like, Luke, they, a lot Alex of my friends, does that all the time. Yeah, He's I mean, I, I don't really, someone. I like playing God single player games more, like yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed and the new Red Dead Redemption, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like when you play Why games like Fortnite, it's just, just, it's incredible games. Should I be letting you watch it's, them? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I mean, okay. it's, an old, it's a Western. It's okay. an old, yeah, it's a, it's a pre, it's a, What's it called? What's the one before? It's a prequel. It's a yeah. It's a prequel to the uh, original Red Dead, which came out a couple of years ago in 2010. I think. Long, yeah, a long time ago. Um, and they, it's about just you know doing Western stuff mm-hmm. like robbing trains and right. I don't know Western. Well, I, I robbing honestly, other people, shooting people. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't dived that much into the 60 hours of. <laughs> shit you can do it's a um, huge right. game but huge yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan of it and I plan on spending some time this weekend playing it alright excellent and what's the other one you just mentioned uh, Assassin's Creed which right. I really like that's I the guy just, with the cloak right yeah I've just been a huge fan of that since uh, Black Flag came out which it was, it was a really good game and mm-hmm. they've just gotten I think they've just gotten better since except why is that for some like dips like with uh, Unity and syndicate, but you know, if you if you never played these games, they're mm-hmm. all historical fictions, and so each one takes place during a different historical time. And mm-hmm. as you play the game and you you know murder bad people, you also or learn good about people. like or good people, depending mm-hmm. on how you're feeling. You learn mm-hmm. about the history of ancient Egypt or ancient Greece, and you can interact with historical figures. Like oh. in this one, I just did a mi- or like most recently, I just did a mission with a uh, Plato. And uh, oh. like all these Greek philosophers and stuff, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, this okay. is how teens are learning their history. They're exactly. murdering people, but with then Plato. also learning about Plato. Murdering yeah. people Mur- with yeah, Plato. Murder people with Plato. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am disturbed and intrigued at the same time. Maybe sometimes murdering people for. Plato. Yeah, murdering yeah. for Plato. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, and Plato give me a Plato, a Plato quote, please. Anybody? I can't. Right, okay, because he doesn't say <laughs> it. Or actually, doesn't. actually, I can give, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> As now. Plato famously said in Assassin's Creed. Kill him! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, what is what are you looking forward to in the game sector? In the games for this Christmas sector. um, Well, I would say all the big games are out for for this year. Red Dead is the one that just came out, and and Mm -hmm. everyone who loves single player games uh, like Louis is playing that one. So that's probably the one that. I'm going to do next. I'm mm-hmm. also thinking about upgrading my console, though, because I have a PlayStation 4, but there is now a PlayStation 4 Pro that has better graphics. And by mm-hmm. the way, I just bought a new TV, so that's going to be coming to the house. Okay. Um, and it it has, you know, uh, better capabilities. You haven't got a couch yet, but I won't go I know. We're, th- that's, we're, we're going to talk. I've, I've got plans. Couch. I've okay, got plans. Right. Yeah, but, um, yeah it's, it's all happening now. Uh, anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to. So you're looking forward What about you, Louis? You want, what did you want to ask me for from Santa? Oh, Santa. That old man. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of rediscovered my love for the Wii. Um, I played it at a friend's house recently, and Mm -hmm. it was just so damn fun. What what were you playing? I played Wii Sports Resort, the greatest game of all time. And Mm -hmm. I did the the one, like, little mini game where you have uh, a sword, but it's not really a sword. It's like a a foam rod, and you can run around and hit people and make sure they don't hit you. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't really run around. In like, life. It's a control. No, it's, you kind of stand there swinging your arms with the Wii remote Oh, right. I, you used to have that. You yeah, had a tennis a re- racket. I spent hours on that and I was really good and I am still really good. Right, okay. I will take so any viewer in a challenge in challenge. probably win. This is I, I don't think you can't play against other people. But Wii Sword? It's not Wii Sword. It's like 
duel or something. I'm not really sure what it's called. It's right. Showdown. It's called Showdown. Okay. On Wii Sports Resort. You but want this because you I just want to reconnect with like a childhood console that I okay. really enjoyed using. Yeah. And I think I forgot about it for a while and you getting caught up in all these new consoles and new games. But you know, sometimes it's good to get back to the past. Yeah, and we have it at home somewhere. In it, somewhere. We should find it. We I just love it. the idea that in these times even the 16-year-olds want to return to a simpler time. <laughs> That's how messed up we are as a country right exactly. now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd like to do Pong again. Oh, now, sure, why Pong not? was not interesting, even at the time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you remember Pong? Boop, of course. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I played. I've dabbled. You've dabbled in, you've dabbled in Pong. Everyone goes through a Pong And then I liked uh, the one with the you know, Space Invaders. I oh, Space that. Invaders was good. Was what about space. Pac-Man? Were you a Pac-Man person? No, it made me nervous. It yeah. made me anxious. All video games make me anxious. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to play them, and it's like country line dancing with me. I cannot do it. What, do you have a game on your phone? Do you play any phone games? None. No, she no. has the, this app with a bunch of death quotes. Yeah. I think that's more of their game for her. Every day it'll pop up. It's like, you're going to die. Deal with it. And she loves it. <laughs> I do. You really do love it so I much. I do. I love that. It's called what? We Croak. What's the quote today? Ah, we, uh, here's, a there's fitting five. Yeah. It's called We Croak. It has a little frog. And the whole point is, let me read it from the thing. In Bhutan, they say contemplating death five times a day brings happiness. And it does. I love my We Croak. It's the best thing. And so it's 99 cents, and I've gotten so much out of it. And I put yeah. the quotes up on Twitter. And I, Okay, today is um, uh, uh, Frank Osta... Ostaseski. By the time she reads that name, she might be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Our avoidance instinct is also due to the fact that our culture has decided that suffering has no value. Oh. Do you like that? That's a good one. Sure. That's come on. Plato said that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here's another one. This is a good one. James Hillman. To feel something thoroughly does not mean it to be to no. To feel something thoroughly does not mean it to be thoroughly. It is a mistake, a big, bad mistake, to take feelings utterly, literally. I think that's a good mm-hmm. one. And then this, there's, I'm going to read two more. One that I put up, and I was referring to Trump completely, um, because he annoyed me about something to say. Oh, he annoyed me today. Okay, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, oh, this is, oh, this is a matter of that. Hold on, where's the Oh, one? man. Shush up, you. Hush. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, okay, uh, Bothius. Um, it is because you, the guy who wrote the philosophy book, whatever, something of confirmation philosophy. Uh, it's because you don't know the end and purpose of things that you think the wicked and criminal have power and happiness. Mm. I felt better about mm-hmm. that. And then mm. lastly, I'm going to read one more, which I thought was just really funny, by Richard uh, Sicken. I don't really blame you for being dead, but you can't have your sweater back. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have your sweater back. Can't have your sweater back. I know. That was brilliant. I'm thrilled with it. It makes me happy. It's my little game. I don't play any games on my phone. No, I don't. I don't even play cards. My mom plays uh, solitaire all the time. Oh, she loves that game. She She likes uh, Churchill, too. What's that? Churchill's a card game Hmm. that he invented, I think, during the... Oh, Second okay. World well, she War. plays card games. She plays card games on it and stuff like that. But I don't play. She's always playing those She's things. She's always playing She's card always games. playing She's coming in town this weekend. She I is. cannot wait to see her. I know. Yeah. And she uses her, her uh, phone all the time. Oh, yeah. She really does. She really does. She, she And she talks to it, though. She goes, Google. Yeah, she doesn't type. She, she yells. She yells at the phone. And you can always just hear her fingernails. Yeah, she's got fingers against the screen. screen. I'm like, Lily, you have to use your uh, your finger. She goes, I am. <laughs> she <laughs> smashes her fingernail. Yeah, on it. she does. She whacks at it, and she she uses it for news. She's the New York Post. She's we very, love her though. We love her, but she uses the phone quite a bit. Mm. All right, um, I want to finish up with predictions. I'd like mm. some prediction or something you'd like invented, something mm. that would be really cool, or so, and something you'd like to go away. Mm. Casey, you're up. Well, I will reiterate my prediction from earlier, which is that 2019 is all – it's going to be about the smaller social networks. It's going to be about um, the group chat. It's going to be about getting away from these big broadcast social networks and into spaces that are more tightly controlled. So that is my big prediction for and What would you like to go away? I would like for – there's a thing in Instagram that shows you how many people saw your story, and I hate it. So like, has that. You'll post your story, and it'll be like 800 people saw your story. And I hate it because it just makes me feel like I'm being creeped on, right? Because most of those people, they don't send messages or anything. Right. It's like yeah. – so I just wish that would go – I don't need to know how many people saw my story. Right. Like, All right. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's a good one. Louie? Could you repeat the question? <laughs> what would you like? To, what's your prediction for something this year in tech? Or? Um, I think I agree with Casey, but I also think like me returning to my Wii, we will yeah. all return to like the simpler times. The simpler and times. Hopefully, all these big companies and stuff with their you know mega apps will return to like their truer forms and what they nice. were. Nice. That's well times. said. I'm going to get my carrier pigeon back. It's going to be great. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting along really well. The cat will eat it, but that's nonetheless. And what do you think has to go away? Uh, 
Facebook. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, I don't know. I think, hmm. I actually don't know. I don't know. You, you don't know? I don't Nothing? Know. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. All right. Swisher, that was great. Casey, thank you. This My is pleasure. fun as thank always. You, you guys me. are really charming, I have to say. You are a charming <laughs> pair. Uh, and I will We're see a you more. Duo. We do, and I'll see you more in my kitchen <laughs> coming up right. soon. Anyway, I, this is what happens in our house all the time. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell a friend about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. Louis, do you want my followers to follow you online? I don't think so. Mm. You don't use Twitter. No, no, I'm good. No, Thank you. Okay, good. Okay, Casey, where can people follow you? I'm at Casey Newton at mm-hmm. my newsletters at theverge.com slash interface. And Interface is a wonderful newsletter. I recommend it highly for people. It's just a, it's a fun read, too, and it's really well. It's very insightful. Now that you're done with this, go out and check our other podcast, Recode Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode, and thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in then. <laughs>